0: Hey everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the Ubuntu security podcast with me your host Alex Murray. So this week we'll be doing the usual wrap-up of uh, CVEs vulnerabilities that have been fixed in the supported Ubuntu releases and we're going to revisit the topic we talked about a couple episodes ago back in episode 17 which was a change to the uh, mincore system call Uh, to thwart some recent page cache side-channel attacks that have been discovered by some of the original researchers who worked on Spectre and Meltdown. Okay, so let's get into it. So we're going to start with uh, some updates to the kernel packages, in particular uh, for the kernel for Bionic. This is done in particular because uh, at the end of this week there will be the 18.04.2 release, the point release update for Bionic. So the kernel was updated to make sure they got in there first uh, before the release went out. So uh, a bunch of different fixes here, uh, the usual kind of stuff that we see. A null pointer dereference in KVM, the kernel virtual machine subsystem, which was able to be triggered by a, a local user or guest. So the usual crash and denial of service as a result. A topic we'd covered previously in episode 15, which was uh, related to the M map system call, leaving stale entries uh, in the translation look-aside buffer instead of flushing them completely, and so they would be left in the the page cache. Uh, So that's been fixed as well in this kernel. We also talked in episode 15 about a change uh, where the uh, procfs, where you could essentially uh, introspect the stack from another kernel thread, uh, that's been fixed as well. Uh, we've got here a use-after-free in the KVM subsystem when using nested virtualization. Now, this is something that isn't enabled by default in Ubuntu kernels, uh, but if you had enabled it, uh, then this, in this case, a, a malicious guest would be able to trigger a crash in the host kernel and uh, possibly use that to elevate privileges or the like, the usual kind of things we can do with a use-after-free vulnerability. There was also a race condition In the uh, VSOC, so it's Address Family VSOC Virtual Socket um, System, these are used for uh, communication between guests and hosts, so the kind of thing that a guest virtual machine management agent might use to talk back to the host, uh, where essentially you could read up to four bytes of memory uh, that was nominally free, so use after free uh, from the host kernel, or you could maybe possibly corrupt other uh, AFV sock messages that are being sent to other guests. So yeah, the standard information leak thing. Uh, we have here seven different CVEs that were fixed uh, for the X4 file system. These were all discovered by Wenzu. Uh, it looks like uh, they've been fuzzing X4 with uh, the kernel address sanitizer turned on. So essentially using this to easily detect when uh, you know touching memory that is invalid. So there's a number of different things that were found here, Uh, a heap of different out-of-bound writes uh, to various things when different operations are being performed on specially created images. Uh, Things like when updating journal metadata or processing extended attributes, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, various different code paths were able to be triggered there. Uh, There's an out-of-bound read as well that could be triggered uh, for a particular image type. There's a use-after-free when processing extended attributes in images where they have specially renamed files in them, and a general use-after-free as well that might be triggered when uh, mounting a specially crafted image. Now, uh, for each of these in the CVEs that we list in the Ubuntu CVE tracker, we've got links to the upstream kernel bug reports, and there are uh, reproducers attached to those bug reports for all of these. So, yeah, some pretty detailed analysis that's been done there upstream. Uh, We've also got an update for the Bionic Hardware Enablement kernel as well. Uh, Four different CVEs that were fixed here. Uh, This is the kernel that is backported from uh, the moment the Cosmic uh, release. And so this is uh, an information leak from the crypto subsystem uh, that's been fixed. Uh, So in this case, where um, some data structures weren't fully initialized, uh, and this is actually a regression of a previous CVE from 2013. Uh, But in this case because this is able to be read from a standard user account, it's a bit easier to exploit nowadays. But as I say, that's been fixed now. There's a failure uh, to ensure that the IO were initialized. And in this case, because of that, uh, under a certain uh, sequence of system calls, you could get an old pointer dereference, therefore a crash and denial of service as a result. And finally, uh, a couple of different news after freeze uh, that I mentioned previously. So the one in KVM with nurse- nested virtualization, and the AFVSOC one as well that I mentioned previously. So they've all been fixed for the hardware enablement kernel for Bionic as well. We've got some updates for uh, the SPICE package. So this is for uh, used to essentially access um, remote machines or virtual machines. Uh, This is a single CVE that's been fixed for trusty Xenial, Bionic and Cosmic. It's an out-of-bounds read uh, caused by by one error uh, and so likely crash when uh, this happens but possible to do code execution as well, uh, depending on how things are crafted. So yeah, that's been fixed for the splice package. Next one I wanna talk about is an update to open vSwitch. So this is the um, virtual uh, switch implementation Mm -hmm. used on various uh, virtual machine managers, that kind of thing. Uh, And so this is uh, all of these uh, three different CVEs for Xenial and Bionic uh, able to be triggered uh, remotely because it's virtual switch obviously uh, so in this case an out-of-bounds read and two different assertion failures that might be able to be triggered by specially crafted packets and as a result uh, the usual crash and denial of service would result. Uh, we've got an update for Firefox so this updates Firefox to the latest version Firefox 65 for all of our supported releases that's Trusty, Xenial, Bionic and Cosmic. Uh, we've got uh Seven different CVEs that were fixed here, uh, in particular one uh, where proxy order configuration was uh, able to be kind of tricked into essentially redirecting proxy requests that should otherwise go to local host, but to instead go to a remote proxy. So if you had enabled uh, proxy order detection, uh, then this could could result. And so essentially the attacker could use that, uh, redirect what would otherwise be traffic to your local host, to them, and so they could do things like conduct attacks against your local services and that kind of thing. There were also fixes for various memory safety issues. Uh, you know the usual sort of things like use after freeze, you know, possible code execution as a result. Uh, you know the usual memory mismanagement stuff that we see. And finally, there was a sandbox escape uh, via the IPC channels. And so, IPC channels are what's used to do uh, communication between the new multi-process parts of Firefox. Now that it's been split out uh, instead of being one single monolithic process. Uh, and so this was due to a failure to properly apply authentication to the IPC channels. Okay, uh, the next one we've got is an update to OpenJDK. So one CVE here that was fixed for Xenial and Cosmic. It's an information leak uh, from the Java SE virtual machine uh, in one of the uh, embedded OpenJDK libraries that would be able to be triggered by a remote attacker. In this case, uh, you could therefore read uh, you know, internal memory And possibly uh, bypass sandbox protections. We've got an update for Avahi. Uh, So this is uh, two different CVEs that have been addressed for both the precise extended security maintenance, Trusty, Xenial, Bionic and Cosmic. Uh, But both of these are actually the same vulnerability because the CVE got duplicated. Uh, Initially reported back in 2017 and then re-reported in 2018 with a duplicate CVE assigned. In this case it's uh, a bug that would allow traffic reflection and ampli- amplification. So the idea here that uh, you could basically send a small amount of data in and get a large amount of data out over the network and you can then possibly control where that gets sent as well. And so as an attacker you can use that, you know if there is say in this case a Avahi uh, daemon running on the public internet, you could send uh, this small amount of data at it and you would get a large amount coming back out and if you can redirect that to the right place you can perform uh, a large distributed denial of service attack without it actually being attributable back to you directly Uh, and in this case what the problem was was that Avahi would inadvertently respond to unicast IPv6 queries back to source addresses which were not on the local uh, network and so you could therefore get it to send out over the public internet let's say to you know your target of choice but that's now been fixed. Finally, we've got an update for libvnc server. So this is the library that's used in both VNC client and server implementations in a number of different packages in Ubuntu. We've got 12 different CVEs here that were addressed across Trusty, Xenial, Bionic, and Cosmic. And the usual sorts of things that we see in these low-level C libraries. So, uh, you know, a heap use after free resulting in crash and denial of service or possible remote code execution in the server, because this was in some of the server code. We've also got a heap out of bounds right, uh, which was due to an incomplete fix for one of the eight other CVEs here. So basically of these 12 CVEs, a bunch of them were reported uh, recently and fixes were proposed for those. Uh, they got merged in, but then it was found that those fixes themselves were incomplete and still had, uh, in this case, heap out of bounds right Uh, problems with them that you could still trigger so further cves got assigned for those so all of these have been fixed at once so as i said yeah a number of different uh out of bound write to you know data on the heap so this could result obviously in you know a crash instantly because you're writing to memory you don't necessarily uh, have mapped or it could result in corruption of the heap could therefore result in uh, code execution those kind of things We've also got uh, null pointer dereference in the client code. So if you're connecting to a malicious server, that might be able to be triggered and cause a crash and denial of service. We've got a uh, failure to properly initialize some structures on the stack. So this would leak information based uh, of what the stack layout is and therefore potentially allow you to bypass address space layout randomization in a further attack upon uh, the VNC client or server. And finally, there was an infinite loop in the client that was able to be triggered by a malicious server. So that's also been fixed as well. Okay, that takes us to the end of the usual list of updates and the like. Uh, As I said in the introduction, I wanted to go back and revisit a topic we talked about uh, a couple episodes back in episode 17. So uh, back then we were talking about a new page cache side channel attack that had been discovered. Some of the researchers behind this were some of the ones who worked on the original Spectre and Meltdown attacks about a year ago now. And in this, they've basically detailed how the min call system call in Linux uh, allows you to know what pages are mapped across all processes in the system, and therefore you can determine when another process in particular uh, maps a certain uh, part of memory. And so in this case, maybe a shared library that you're both using, and therefore you can tell when it, say, executes a particular function out of that shared library when the page corresponding to that function got mapped into their process. Quite a cool attack. And so as a result, uh, Linus Torvald himself committed a change directly to change the behavior of MinCore to mitigate this so that you wouldn't be able to uh, you know, get this kind of global view of, uh, of memory. Uh, however, he recently reverted that. And so in uh, 5.0 RC4, that got reverted and basically cited uh, the fact that it was breaking too many existing implementations. So there were too many uh, different utilities and and other sorts of systems that were depending on the previous behavior of Mincore and essentially what information it would return, because his change, his the change he committed had changed the user space ABI for that, and so uh, and he cited in particular a use case that Netflix had where uh, they would they had written their own tool tool called Happy Cache to dump out the page. Uh, cache so that then they could migrate a process from one machine to another and they could then re uh, reinstate the the patch cache exactly as it had been on the previous machine so they would kind of get a faster startup as a result uh, when migrating uh, and so they said this basically broke that for them and so instead what uh, hasn't yet been merged into the kernel but basically this change reverting the previous change makes way for it was to allow an alternate approach where they would limit the cache residency reporting to only processes which have right access to the particular file in question. So what does that mean? So uh, instead of being able to essentially read the uh, what pages are mapped uh, at in memory in the page cache uh, for every single uh, part of memory that you have access to, it would only be for ones that you have right access to that you would be able to read. And so in particular, for things like system libraries, uh, which are generally you know, only writable by root, not by standard users, uh, you don't have write access to that and you can't even get write access to those. Uh, if, even if they are mapped or not, you don't get that information reported back. And so that would be able to thwart things like the original attack, which was looking at, say, when yeah, various functions from system libraries got mapped into the page cache. Uh, However, it would uh, still allow things like the Netflix case, where you're looking at, uh, in particular, say, database systems that want to know what pages they have got uh, mapped or not. And so because they have write access to those, they own those pages, they own those underlying files, uh, that use case would still work. So that change uh, was still being discussed, but uh, there is a branch upstream that incorporates that. Uh, It's likely to go through via the MM, the memory management tree, uh, through but yeah, that, that should be expected to land soon. So there there will be eventually a fix for the original uh, attack that was described. Uh, but yeah, as yet, that has now been reverted. So 5.0 is unlikely to contain uh, an actual fix for that. But I guess we'll wait and see. Okay, that takes it to the end of this week's episode. As usual, if you want to get in contact, you can email the team at security at ubuntu.com. You can also find us hanging out in the Ubuntu Harden channel on the Freenode IRC network. Or you can find us on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore Sec. So, as usual, uh, keep calm, enable automated upgrades, and I will speak to you in another week. Thanks for listening. Bye.